I'm thinking Mitch Minor being like five five, but I know he's like six feet tall. Yeah, that's worse. He's like a <laughs> skeleton with his long legs. <laughs> Welcome back to Where's My Stick? My name is Christy. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Danielle. This week, there was a lot of firings. Some unexpected, some expected. The expected one would be the LA Kings. John Stevens, he was fired after a 4-8-1 start. He only had the job for like a year. And Willie Desjardins is their new head coach. And in Chicago, Joel Quenville was fired after they had like a like a six six and one start. He's been the coach there for like a bajillion seasons, won three Stanley Cups. And they have a new coach. I don't know his name, but he's like thirty something, same age as what's his name? Brett Seabrook. They played together, so what are we thinking? I was actually surprised by both of them. Even though we talked about L.A. last episode, I didn't think that they were actually going to do it because, like, I mean, they still made the playoffs last season. Like, I mean, they didn't have a good – they weren't good, but they still made the playoffs. So I really don't see how you could blame the coach, especially because he hasn't even been there for that long. And I saw, like, I was just reading up on it, and, like, they were saying, like, oh, like, they have, like – you know, def- like defensemen, um, Drew Doughty and like a- Anze Kopitar and like Jeff Carter. And that's true. But like after that, like you're praying that Dustin Brown is still good. And then who else? Like Tyler Toffoli's good. But I mean, it takes more than like now in this league, you need like three scoring lines at least, you know, and you need a mobile defense. And like after Drew Doughty, who do they have? I'm not like, I don't know everything about the Kings, but I'm just like, that team didn't really seem that good to begin with. And now that Quicks hurt again, and like you would think as a GM, they'd start having like signing good backups because Quick gets hurt every year, it seems like. And it's not like, oh, I'm out for like two games. It's like a long time. Like, isn't, isn't their GM also new? Didn't they fire their old GM and then they hired this guy? I'm not sure. But I'm surprised that he would already try and fire the coach. Especially if the coach was like, like he hired him with when he got hired. They're not giving him a chance at all because he was their coach last year. And then we're less than 20 games and, and they're firing him. So I was just like, he must have like a really, really short le- leash. But the Kings, like... Ugh. I don't like them, so I don't really, like, care about who's their yeah. coach. Yeah, their GM is he, um, Rob Blake. He came in on April 10th, 2017. Oh, yeah, so he is newer. Yeah, he has, like, not even two years. And <laughs> you already fired the coach. But I guess the coach was, a, um, was the assistant coach when uh, Daryl Sutter was there. So they fired, Ellie fired their coach after a win, like, I think on a Sunday. And, um... Everyone was like, like, why would you do that? And they were like, no, we already planned it regardless of the win. Like, we were going to fire him. But I heard it was because they were looking for a coach, an interim coach. And no one they were they knew would, like, they were calling none of the coaches would sign for interim. Because they're still playing Daryl Sutter. 
and they're going to still have to pay John Stevens, so they'll be paying like three coaches. <laughs> I mean, they have the money. I mean, yeah. Do they, though? I mean, especially, like, can you imagine whoever their owner is, like, I'm paying three coaches and this team is still bad? <laughs> like, I'm paying, three co- I'm paying three coaches and Dustin Brown and this team is still bad? Like, so weird how they're just, like, banking on Dustin Brown to be, like, elite out of nowhere when last year I'm pretty sure it was an anomaly like it's Dustin Brown what are we doing couldn't be my team uh, yeah that I mean that that's what I'm saying There's but so it many- is my team we're paying what's his face Jack Johnson pay, praying for him to be good <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but the the cat pits are different Oh, oh my yeah. god, I was going to say, like, at least... I was like, Dustin Brown's on their top uh, line. It's not like Jack Johnson's on our top pairing. And then I was like... But, like, he, he is! is. <laughs> god, the similarities are jarring. Uh, <laughs> Alright, next. We have to move on. This is... Okay. I'm triggered right now. Ugh, I'm so upset about Joel Quinville. Are you? I actually really liked him. I think he's a good coach. And I like what he was doing. Like, I thought that Chicago was doing better. I mean, they were they're not going to be good because look at the look yeah. at their roster. But apparently there was so much tension between Quenville and Stan Bowman. And I don't know if you guys read the Mark Lazarus article. It was like John Quenville takes the heat for Stan Bowman's roster decisions. But I'm in the like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the name of the article. But, but, like, he was saying, like, he goes into detail, like, how Bowman was, like, trading away all of the players that Quinville liked. And, like, he got rid of um, Panarin. And, like, the returns weren't good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate I hate it. But Columbus won on both those trades. So, oh, yeah, they, they trade yeah. They traded him twice. And I just, like, oh, I mean, boy. it's crazy because Quenville has been there for at least a decade, I want to say. Right? 11 seasons, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I understand that sometimes season, like, you just need to change. But I just, like, that's crazy to me. When you think of the Chicago Blackhawks, I don't know. I personally just think of Joel Quenville. I can't believe he's not the coach. Like, I wonder how that locker room feels right now. I heard that Patrick Kane, he was like, I guess he was sick or something, so he didn't play or whatever. And he was just like, oh, if I had scored one more goal, like, he would still be the coach. I was just like, okay, not everything's about you. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, he's like the worst. Yeah, he legit is. Every time he speaks, I'm just like, why are people asking you questions? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Ooh, if I would have, yeah, like, can you, can we mourn a coach <laughs> without you being there? Like, I'm uh, not asking Jonathan Daves about this. He's the legit captain. Like, yeah, like I'd rather. He look doesn't even have a letter, King. Like, no, no. <laughs> that's like that speaks that's volumes. Telling. That's yes. telling. But anyway. Yeah, I think that Quenville being fired is legit because Stan Bowman doesn't know what he's doing with this team anymore. So the players on that team just aren't where Joel Quenville needs to be at. And I'm surprised no one's hired him yet. It's been like two days. Yeah, I wonder if it was a personal decision that he's just going to take the season to sit out and like be with his family and then figure it out from there. There might be an opening in Pittsburgh. 
<laughs> I, I like Sully though, but Jesus Christ. It's just insane to me how long Quinville was the coach, like coming from being a Pittsburgh fan where like we get a new coach like every five years at most. And I'm just like oh, eleven years. All right. Like So how old would I have been? I would have been like in middle school when he was like just started being in Chicago. Yuck. Yeah. Oh, I like, feel bad for him. But I mean I mean he's off to greener pastures while so. oh, yeah, I hope so. While Stan Bowman like continues to destroy that team. I can't wait till Stan Bowman oh yeah, my I can't God. wait till he gets fired. Ugh. Oh my God. Like, I can't wait. Okay, but like watch when they play the penguins. It's well, like fifteen to zero in 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 yeah. like the first two periods. There's gonna be a whole third period left. Here's a question for you guys. Who do you think is the next coach that's going to be fired? Who do I think or who do I want? I'm saying think, but if you do want, that's fine. I want it to be Dave Hackstall. But I think it might... Hmm, who's like doing bad, like low-key bad that I don't even think about? I was thinking um, Mike Yo with the Blues. Mm. Oh, oh my god. They just won 4-0. And um, the Sharks. Kelsey, I was, I was, I heard that people were saying that Quenville might go to the Blues. <gasps> rivalry. But that's, yeah. And, yeah, what a yeah. betrayal. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, Chicago. Like, yeah, no, no yeah, totally. Tara Finkel deserves yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Do it for the drama. I absolutely want to do it for the drama. And then ha- have them face out in the outdoor games. <gasps> yes. They don't play together this year? No, I know, but... No. I mean, make it the, I mean, the Blackhawks are doing an outdoor game. Just switch the person to the Blues. That's yeah. a good one, Kelsey. That's a good one, St. Louis. What about Minnesota? Uh, I mean, I don't think you could blame that on the coach. I think that's just... I know, but sometimes... I think that's just what that <laughs> thing is. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, the GM might just, like, trade... I mean, fire the coach just to keep his job for another year. Maybe the Detroit coach, but... Ooh. No one should. No one should have expected Detroit to do yeah. well. I mean, I agree with that, unfortunately. But I would kind of like Quinville in Detroit, maybe because of the red. I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. That's another rival. Detroit and Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I mean, because they're pretty know. close to each other, Michigan and. Chicago, then that's not close to each other. I have no, I have no idea of other rivals that don't involve my teams. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what? They're like, yeah, we hate you. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe the Ducks. I think that Carlisle yeah, said yeah, his yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the Ducks, but um, I that was I would be mad because like I don't want the Ducks to have success. What about the Panthers, I think oh. their GM was the one that initially hired Quinville. Oh, I wouldn't wait. What? I wouldn't, but they have bad, they don't have, like, good goalies besides Luongo. Who's always hurt. Hey, James Reimer's trying his best. I'm sure he is. What if he just hung out, collected salary, and then went to Seattle? Ah, hmm. But I don't think that the Seattle, I mean, the Vegas roster wasn't good. I don't think the Seattle roster is going to be as good as the Vegas roster. Yeah, I think people are more hip. Maybe, I don't know, but what if that's like kind of like a dream come true to a coach? Be able to handpick your team out of like, you know. I mean, it's not like he's like, oh, I just want to win a cup. Like, he has. 
Oh, this is like another yeah. obstacle. He's Sorry. a Virgo. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so he's psycho. That makes sense. Okay, that's why he's so successful. Wow. I don't know if that's true. I think it's because he's Canadian and a man. <laughs> and he, and he, he's from Ontario. Maybe he like they could get rid of Babcock and then the Leafs. No, the Leafs don't get to have like a, a good coach. Like I need. Plus, the Leafs love. Babcock. Yeah, no, they have like socks. With they can team. do better. <laughs> they can, but they don't deserve it. Guys, what if he goes to the Oilers? Oh my God! No. no. Kelsey, why are you bringing Don't up? put that in here. <laughs> like, Calgary Flames fans, like, are, like, thanking Peter Shirelli, like, daily because he's, like, continuously fucks over Edmonton. That I is. thank him for that as well. <laughs> he's a spy. Like, me too. I'm so thankful, like, Shirelli for life. Like, I'm, I devote everything to him. Like, I, without him, like, where would I be? Oh Who'd not like hockey if the Oilers were good? Taylor yeah. Hall in the orange? Yeah. yeah. He looked ugly then, and he'd be ugly now. <laughs> Speaking of awful and a mess, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Canada, the Ottawa Senators. So, just, I don't know, after practice or whatever, seven Ottawa Senators got into an Uber and then it must have been a really hard, tough practice because they were talking hella shit about their PK coach, Marty. And then this guy on the... This oh, guy Marty. decided... <laughs> the, the, the Uber driver decided to record them in Arizona and he put it on the internet. And let me just say, that video... I loved it so much. I thought it was I thought it was the best thing I've seen. I thought it was so funny. Like what did you guys think? I just felt so bad watching it. I was just like everyone talks shit about their boss and their job and like the fact that that guy like filmed them. But the one thing I did think was funny was Matt Duchesne like yes talking so much, much shit. shit. Like, now we see the real Matthew Shade, okay? Now we see the real him. Like, I just, like, I'm just a good person. Like, da da da. Like, you talk shit like the rest of us. Like, uh, it was so satisfying to see, like, not like everybody rip into the, the team, but like Matt Duchesne. Because, like, <laughs> it was like, I haven't paid attention in three, in three weeks. weeks. And I was like, that is the biggest mood. I just, that's so messed up. I can't even believe that there's a law that says, like, only one party has to know that they're being recorded. And, like, they, like, that's crazy to me. And I, and I get, like, safety stuff, but, like, the fact that you, like, and, like, I heard that the guy was, like, the guy was, like, sending it to different, like, news outlets in Ottawa until one of them, like, and they were just, like, oh, okay. And then one of them finally just, like, wrote it. Wrote about it. I heard he did it because they didn't tip him. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, if that's true, that's well, even better. Well, he got fired, so like um, the Uber driver. Yeah, yeah, the Uber driver. But then he also said that he regrets doing it, and then that like, he was really, really drunk when he um, <laughs> uploaded it. I was just like, uploading a YouTube video takes like ten hours, and that was like yeah. a five-minute video, it's so involved. that was taking like a pretty long time. So, like, this was, like, premeditated. 
at least the Suns, they won their game afterwards. Maggie Shane had a really good night after the video came out. Like, Yeah, he better have. It was it was team bonding. Like, they were bonding over how much <laughs> they hate their coach. Like, I just loved it so much. Like, I thought, and hockey's so shitty that they can't even find, like, the joy in this. <laughs> they had to write an apology. Like, this is... an apology? Yeah, I mean, it was so, it was so, like, scripted. It was just like, oh... Matt, Thomas, Chris, we all apologize to Marty. Like, who cares? I just feel bad because, like, Marty's probably like, guys, I'm doing my best. <laughs> He's probably just like, fuck off. Like, I just never check. Well, like, were they wrong, though? Like, I feel like they should listen to the players. Like, if you, ha- if, like, if you have your players not paying attention to the video sessions or whatever, maybe you need to find a new guy. Like, they're not listening to him. It's not connecting. This is what Maybe the coach just thinks they're brats. Yeah. Like, how dare you? I work my ass off with this power, this PK. <laughs> you guys are implementing it wrong. But I will say, um, now we kind of see that, like, even though, like, it's like coaches systems, like, even, even though players may know that that's not the best system to do or, like, they're getting told to do something and they know it's not the right way or the best way to do something, they still have to do it because that's what the coach is saying. You know how when you see someone, you're like, that, like, why are you doing that? Why are you going all the way back and doing this? Like, it's mostly the coach's system and it's not really, like, the players because sometimes I know I, I say, like, I'm like, oh, these players are too talented to do something, like, to be this bad. No, they are this bad because, like, that's, like, the system the coaches <laughs> are telling them to play. So, yeah. but yeah. I, I do feel bad for them. It's, like, really funny, but it, I mean, it, yeah. like, the fact that it was Ottawa, like, just makes Yeah, it... like, this couldn't happen to any other team. Like, happened to the Flames or something. I want to hear oh. Johnny Gaudreau talking hella shit. Like, why did it have to be, like, the Flames? I love to see Noah Hannafin exposed. I want to see what the Flyers have to say yeah. about that. Oh. I would pay money, like, cash money, like, how much? Like, I'm, I'm willing to do it to just, like, see... Giroux, and like, oh, you know, like, Gosses Bear, you know. No, what's, what's the little feisty one? Travis, Travis Konechny. He's probably, he talks hella shit. He's Nolan so, Patrick. Nolan Patrick, definitely. Oh, you, like, he's not, like, here to play games. Like, oh my God. first of all, he knows we all adore him. He doesn't have anybody to impress. Like, <laughs> that is dangerous, but he's, like, he's, like, a, our spoiled child oh my god <laughs> we know he's bad but he's so funny like look at him he's looking to be rude so you okay. guys want to see the flyers i think i would want to see i would want to see like last season and i would want to see the capitals talk about trot i feel like there was some beef there you think so yeah i think so i kind of thought they all loved him i don't know yeah uh, me too yeah. his little egghead <laughs> <laughs> I would like no, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see them all talk sh- um he's not there anymore, but like the Canadians talk shit about um Michelle Terrian oh, because yeah. he was terrible. I would like, like to see he, any- and he was mean. It's different being a coach that's bad who's like nice, but he was mean to them. Like he wasn't nice at all. He was mean but, to like every team he coached. But okay, sorry. Okay. So now moving on. Like, this was a personal attack on me because Milan Lucic attacked Sweet Angel, Haitian Prince, Matthew Joseph for no reason. Literally stalked him up and down the ice. Well, 
Matthew did like lay a bad hit on Chris Russell, but still stalked him up and down the ice, sat on him, and then tried to fight him. And then obviously Joseph wasn't having it. And then he walked away. Like you can't even be intimidating. Like this is a child. You can't even intimidate a child. And then he got fined $10,000, which I think the NHL should personally donate to me. <laughs> for suffering. Not, not to Matthew. No, 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 because this is um, for emotional distress that I had to go through. So I think the money should be donated to me. It is like a distressing video to watch. He's literally stalking him. Yeah, like that was crazy. Like that dude is in fucking sane. And like, who is Chris Russell? Like, he's not even like, like, <laughs> like he's not even. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like David. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not trying to say that Chris Russell's a nobody. I mean, but he is uh, a there, so take from that what you will. But, I mean, it's not like he's, like, a star player, like you said, McDavid or Ryan Nugent Hopkins or uh, the Dry Sidle Boy or, like, I like, I, is that it? That's it? Why are you so upset? Like, you're just a, like, you're just a psychopath. He's upset because he plays for the Oilers. I mean, but, like, no one signed that contract but you. Like, you wanted to be with Tampa Bay, then you should have been a better player. Like, don't get mad at Matthew for being elite and looking good in blue when you can't pull it off. I feel like he should have stayed on the Kings. Like, why did he? Yeah, he seems like a good fit for the Kings. Yeah, especially now. I can't believe Shirelli signed them to that deal. And Shirelli, we trust, man. Like, he is, like, ugh, I feel like I wish he would have traded um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins this summer. That would just been, like, Me too. Yeah. icing on the cake. They might trade um, PRV. Yeah, I heard that. But, like, yo, it's crazy because I remember I watched that draft and then um, PRV was supposed to go third and then Columbus picked. Dubois and everyone was like what like how did you not get Puyarvi because like he's obviously like the better player and then the Oilers got him and they're like even when they don't get like a number one pick they still get like top three talent but Dubois is over there in Columbus killing it and Puyarvi is struggling I wonder like what's what's his deal I mean like obviously Edmonton's bad at developing players if they trade him like I want like, I want one of my teams to get him. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, if Penguins sprung for Pugliarvi, like, um, make it happen. Don't start. It just came out, to, um, I think, today that Tuka Rask is taking a leave of absence for a little bit to deal with some personal matters per the Bruins. And I think we all just wish him well and hope that he can return soon. Yeah. I really like Tuka Rask. Like, I think he's he su- seems like such a fun, like nice guy and he's like has like a a good sense of humor and um, whatever is going on like I really do hope it's better and I know he hasn't like Bruins fans have been saying that like he hasn't been that good this year and I don't know if maybe it was like yeah personal things that are that maybe that's what was um like on the back of his mind like and he couldn't really focus so whatever he's going through I hope he's okay and like it turns out okay and you never want to see anyone like deal with something bad personally um, speaking of, one more thing to like pop in real quick. Today, the Canadians put Thomas Placanic up for waivers. Yeah, yeah. They put him on waivers. Or I thought they just it was like they put him on waivers to terminate his contract. 
Yeah. And he decided to retire. And I've always had a soft spot for him, so I just wish him well. And he tried to kill. Oh no, never mind. He like he's never tried to kill anyone. He just wants to wear a turtleneck. (laughs) (laughs) It it kind of sucks that he played for the Leafs for like like the end of the season at the at the trade deadline. Because I think he doesn't have, like, he's played a thousand games, but not, like, a thousand games as, like, a hab. And that's, like, he's, like, a huge part of their team, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, I wish him well in the Czech Republic or in Montreal, wherever he decides to stay and have a happy retirement. I don't know. It's just, like, with with good players, like, good people, you kind of want the best for them. I'm like, Mark Bridgerman, like, you're a jerk. So I wanted to talk about just power plays in general because I always wondered, like, you know, for successful power plays, like, who does the power play run through? So I saw some, like, projected power plays, and um, the projected top ten was Toronto at number one, um, Pittsburgh at number two. And it was funny because Pittsburgh last season was ranked number one, but they flipped they and Toronto was number two and they flipped it in the projected for this season this season because Toronto had because they got John Tavares. I don't know his stats, but I don't think John Tavares is like that good on the power play. But I mean, I guess them adding John Tavares pushed them above Pittsburgh. Um, then Washington, San Jose was fourth, Tampa Bay was fifth, Winnipeg was sixth, Boston was seven, Philly was eight. Um, with the addition of JVR, that was one of the biggest things. Then 9 was Nashville and 10 was the Kings. Uh, but currently the top 10 is Washington at uh, 34%. Winnipeg, 3rd is St. Louis, 4th is Boston, 5th is Toronto. 6th uh, and 7th and are tied. It's Colorado and New Jersey at 264 Um Then Detroit, Ottawa, and then last is Pittsburgh. Well, not, not last, last in the league, but like tenth at the top ten is Pittsburgh at twenty three point eight percent. Any surprises on that list? Ottawa and Detroit are surprises with those two teams. They just stack their first unit because, like in Detroit, it would be like Larkin, Athanasiu, Nyquist, and just like just any good player on their team just stack it. Um, have it be on the power play. Yeah. And then, like, Larkin's really, really fast, and Athanasiu is pretty, like, quick. And then with Ottawa, it's just, like, Duchesne, Stone, and Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah, yeah Shabbat's Shabbat. been really good for them. Shabbat has 22 points in 16 games. Eric Carlson, who? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but so, how are they getting so lucky? But, like, but the thing with Shabbat was, like, um, they would bring him up, but they would send him down and be like, he's not ready yet. And then, like, this year, he had to be ready because they didn't have anyone else. But when he was on Team Canada for World Juniors, I remember him playing, like, 20 minutes, like, yeah, 30 a minutes shit a ton. Yeah, yeah so- like, like, a shit ton. So, yeah, so maybe he's like, whatever, I'm used to this. But uh, your poor legs, your poor legs. He's a young kid. He better get it together. If his legs are hurting now, like, rip <laughs> your body in 10 years. A lot of these teams that I'm looking at, though, that are in the top 10, I'm just thinking of their forward group. The one that surprised me was the Devils. You think? That's surprised. what I was thinking, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, okay, they I have Taylor Hall. They, okay, they have Taylor Hall, and then they have um, Paul Mary. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I don't, I'm not, like, a big Heesher fan. Yeah, because you're a hater. Okay. 
<laughs> Who is the defense on the power play? Will Butcher? And then also one another team that surprised me was St. Louis. Just because like they haven't been doing that good, but I'm surprised that their power play is that good. I mean they have Braden Shen, they have Ryan O'Reilly who is like killing it there. They have Tarasenko. Oh, yeah. that's right. And then they have good defensemen. They have Peter Angelo, and they have someone else, too. Yeah, they have, like, a good core. They're, they've just been bad. A consistency in the top ten is that each team has... A, they have two people that can that the power play can run through. So, with, like, Washington, Backstrom is, maybe, is probably the guy that runs through most of the time, but they also have Kuznetsov, who is behind the net a lot. So, I mean, I mean obviously, Ovi is at... His spot. His, his spot. And then on the other side is Backstrom. And then behind the net is Kuznetsov, Carlson at the point, and then um, Oshie in the slot. It reminds me of Pittsburgh's because I think that the power, but it's like opposite sides because Kessel and Crosby, who I would say that the power play runs through for us. But Winnipeg, I was that's why I was wondering. Um, I, I know Blake Wheeler probably is is the guy that's it's going to run through but who else is a like a, a supporting forward like that Kuznetsov who's behind the net there's not really anyone like behind the net it's Blake and Shifley that oh, it runs yeah. through I'm pretty sure because Line is in like his area and then you have Wheeler coming up that way and then Shifley's kind of like in the middle and then you have like Truba and Morrissey, like, at the back. And that's interesting that they have um, 2D on that. They're pretty, like, offensive, though. I'm not surprised that the Winnipeg power play is really good because that's the only place that Line A can score. Yeah. It didn't really surprise me that both Washington and Winnipeg were top because of the Line A and Ovechkin. Just that shot. I think they kind of try to make themselves disappear. Yeah. And then, like, they, they're, they like, elusive. Because when they shoot the puck, there's leg- there's no one in front of them. It's been, like, how long has Ovi been in the league? Like, 13 years? Why yeah. has no one just, just stand in front of him? I think, um, I can only really say about Washington. I'm not sure about Winnipeg yet. You know that Ovi's always going to be in that spot. Yeah, you know it. But then, also, Oshie can burn you in the slot. Kuznetsov can burn you. Carlson can burn you and I think they're all really good at like changing up a pa- like a PK and like f- like fooling the PKers and then slide and Backstrom is an amazing passer so you know you can even if you say like all right this person you're only going to cover Ovi then you're putting yourself in a five on I mean a four on three maybe I don't know what the the stats of that is that if that's beneficial but if you just don't want Ovi to score or it's like yeah do you not just do you not want Ovi to score or you just do not want the team to score in general because if you just don't want Ovi to score then yeah have someone cover him but that easily like Oshi can beat you or Kuznetsov can beat you or Carlson can beat you so it's like if I had to pick one I'd <laughs> not let Kuznetsov score <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Why? Who's Netsov or Oshi? Like, I literally feel like I am having a hernia I, when, or I'm I like passing great. his gallstones when Oshi's oh, <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I'd love to see, and I don't have the stats here, but I'd love to see teams that use 2D on the power play and how they fare out, especially with like shorthanded goals against and stuff like that. One team that's not on here that. I guess we're not surprised at this point, but San Jose, because they use 2D, and 
I didn't know using them wrong. I mean, you would think both of them on the power play, like, duh, use it, but they don't look good. It stresses me out. I don't think that they're using Carlson right, or maybe he doesn't fit into their playing style exactly right, because, I don't know, it doesn't seem to be clicking. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, like, 20 games yet, but it doesn't seem... Like, I feel like every time they make, like, a couple steps forward to being like, oh, okay, maybe they'll be, like, a good team, they, like, lose... They get shut out by the Blues of all teams who have bad goaltending. But anyway. I think they have Burns on the half wall. He just needs to stay at the point because, like, all he does is shoot. So, just shoot. But Carlson's so good at distributing. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. I would like to see them try Carlson on the wall, maybe. I know, but that's just surprising to me. Like, they were supposed to be fourth in there. I don't know. Not. But, yeah, that's all I really had on power plays. I don't know. If you guys wanted to add anything or ask anything, I'm kind of surprised. Or surprised, Nashville isn't. Their power play is terrible. Yeah. It's so frustrating. I don't know what Laviolette's doing down there in Nashville, but God, like his that power play is gross. Yeah, I don't. I mean, so their power play. Who quarterbacks their power play? PK. I think so. I think he's. I think he's. Yeah, yeah I think it's PK. Okay. So PK. Then they have Ryan Johansson, and then um, Philip Forsberg. So that's three. And then who else? Oh, wow. Is Fiala on one or two? Fun stat. The Nashville Predators power play is last in the league at 13%. Amen. Oh, yikes. It's so bad. If you don't have a good distributor, like someone who can see the ice and make plays, then... That I think that's like, yeah, like who on their power play is that person? It's not Ryan Johansson, and like I didn't know I was a Ryan Johansson hater until now, but like, yeah, that guy overrated, shouldn't have got that contract. It's frustrating because I don't think that Mitch he's, Marner is a good distributor, <laughs> but that's where they always play him, and I'm like, he does weird things, and no one else knows what to do with it, and then it's a turnover, and the people, the other team clears it. Wait, so the least power play runs through Marner? Like the second, the second oh, okay. one. Yeah. Well, well, what about the first unit? I think he might be on the first unit now since Austin and Nylander are on there. Yeah, I feel like Kaji's on the second unit. Um. Well, I think Mitch Marner he sees the ice better. Like he how can see, he can't see over the people. No, no. I'm saying like his like <laughs> IQ, his hockey IQ. I think his, I would say his hockey IQ is better than Ryan Johansson. Okay, why do you hate Ryan Johansson? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't think he's good. Like, is he? I mean, he's, he, yeah, he's fine. Like, he's okay. Like, okay, but here's the he thing. Wouldn't I be, said, I said he wouldn't I don't be... think he's good, and then you rivaled with fine and okay. Fine and okay are good. <laughs> like, he wouldn't be, like, um, like, on a team, like, that had good centers, he wouldn't be your number one center. He'd be, like, yeah. your second. So he's, that's fine. That's fine, but we're talking about power plays and, like, having vision and being able to see the ice and distribute well. I think he sees the ice well because he, like, I don't know why I'm defending him so much. <laughs> but like, I, like he, he's good at, like, passing. The okay, I think there's a difference between seeing the ice on a rush on a like five on five than it is set up on a power play but like i said like i don't i don't know i just i'm not like a ryan johansson like lover so i don't think and we know is. that 
And we know that Kelsey is a, not a Mitch Marner lover. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Nashville's power play. And Kelsey's just like, you know what? I don't know the heck about sorry. Mitch Marner. But I mean, fair criticism. He's like those bugs with a lot of legs that move like really quickly. He endorsed our podcast and he's back. Oh my god, what did Mitch Miner do? What did he do to you? Like, have long legs. I don't know. He doesn't even have, does Kenny even have long legs? I'm picturing Mitch Miner being like 5'5", but I know he's like 6 feet tall. Yeah. That's worse. He's like like Jack Skeleton (laughs) with his long legs. (laughs) Is that, speaking of Gino and the Penguins, the Penguins have not been good. They're still bad. They're Were they bad. ever good, to be honest? In Canada. That's, that was an illusion, I think. It was um, the power of friendship. Well. So in their last um, five games, yeah. the Penguins are 0-5-0. So they didn't even get it to overtime. They just lost in regulation. It, they were really close until my number one mortal enemy had to score. Right. And I know, everything. I was at that game. It's awful. So, <laughs> Do you have any oh, fun right. stories yeah, from that game? Yeah, that game. Oh, my God. So, okay. But when TJ Oshie scored, oh, when Vulcan <laughs> got, like, got kicked out, like, I wanted to die. I thought he was going to get suspended because, like, Gino did, like, hit him in his head with his so, shoulder. Okay. So, I, whatever. I'm completely biased. I get that. And I understand that we all want player safety to do better and to be better. But for people saying that he needed to be suspended on that play, like, I'm just like, I just like, I don't know. M- me personally, I didn't think it was, it, he deserved to be suspended. Like, I get it. It was bad. Cause like, you do see him look and then you do see him like lift up his arm. But like, he was like bracing for a hit. And like, I understand what TJ Oshie was saying when he was like, I mean, who's going to hit on the penalty kill? But, like, you're dirty as shit, TJ. Like, because you guys are both rivals. Like, you guys hate You're the worst. I know. So why not? Why would you just think, why would you not protect yourself? And then, like, the height difference makes a difference as well. And, like, the fact that TJ was, like, bending over to try to get the puck. That's, like, I don't know. I really do think that a lot of people just don't like Gino, and so they want him to get suspended just because they want him to get suspended. And to see people say, like, to compare him to Tom Wilson is just disgusting. So, I I do think the fact that he, um, TJ Oshie, was like, fine, and he scored. And it's not like Malkin got off scot-free. Like, he was taken out, like, three minutes in the third period when all the team was, like, they were trying to press, they were trying to score. So, yeah. The game was a mess. I knew I shouldn't have watched it. I was like, this is going to be a mess. I know. I didn't want to go so bad. And that's, I'm never getting those tickets again. I'm never, I'm never doing it. So Mike Sullivan is getting out his test tubes. He's doing lots of experiments, lots of different mixtures, trying to get this team going. The lines of practice. These are new. Yeah. So, okay. So real quick. We talked about the power play. The power play is not awful, but it's not good like where it should be, which is like, in my opinion, the top five. Um, so out of 42 opportunities, they scored on 10 of them. And in that span of 14 games, they gave up three shorthanded goals in 14 games. And I believe last season they gave up like three all season. Um, and 
I was um someone checked and the top unit, which was Latang, Malkin, Crosby, Kessel, and Hornquist, were all out during those three shorthanded goals. So it wasn't like the second power play was out. It was all the top power play. So because of this, Sullivan has changed up the power plays. Malkin and Kessel and Crosby are all split up. The top power play is Jack Johnson, Chris Latang, Crosby, Simone, and Gensel. The second that sounds (laughs) disgusting. It sounds horrible. Um, And the second is Mata, Kessel, Malkin, Hornquist, and Rust, which again sounds bad to me. Um, Rust, I think before today or before the season, wasn't on the top power play or wasn't on a power play. No, he's like a PK guy. And it, and to be honest, it was Sheary that was on the second power play, um, oh, and it yeah. wasn't Rust. Little scoots. So I absolutely hate it. Yeah, but it's not. Last game, the top power play scored. Then Sullivan went back to the original top power play, and they almost had a shorthanded goal. So I understand. I I I still hate it, but I understand why he did it. It's just like five on five. Yeah, except, the top line is definitely five on five. Except without um, with Johnson added, but I guess he's top pair defenseman. Can we talk about how, like no one on the penalty kill has hands <laughs> and can yeah. score? No, but the penalty kill has been one it's, of the bright spots. Of yes, it's good. But, and like, but they kept getting these chances to score, and like they just couldn't do yeah. it. I was like, it's not your fault. You're not used to this. But it's just like, Jesus Christ, please. So the penalty kill is Cullen, Russ, Haglin, and, and then it's like Dumoulin, Latang, and I believe Alexiak, Jamie's on there, gets out there sometimes, and Ruido. So I really like our penalty kill, but... Can't score. And like, it was crazy because Russ said this summer that he was practicing on scoring, like having a better shot so that these opportunities he doesn't keep missing. When Haglin couldn't score, I was just thinking about Kelsey and how he, she was like, how his hands are rough. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, I knew that theoretically, but like watching it, like being reminded <laughs> of how rough his hands were, I was just like, oh my god. I just always yeah. think like, you can have mine. I don't know if they're better, but you <laughs> might be. Like, imagine if your favorite player had to play with them, like, all the time. Like, that's Malkin <laughs> has to deal with Haglin. No hands Haglin. Oh, yeah, like, I feel so like, fast. I feel like they had, like, no finish in that game, like, against Washington. Like, they had all these chances, all these, like, empty nets and yeah. that they just didn't score on. It, it was so frustrating. They outshot them 42 to 22. And that's not shot attempts. That's actual shots on net. Um, and that's why I was saying, like, the game itself wasn't bad because I felt like my team had so many chances like I wasn't having a heart attack because the team was they were always in their own zone so the lines for today these are the lines that were at practice today um, so Simone, Crosby, Russ, Hagelin, Malkin, Horncliffe, Gensel, Sheehan, Kessel, Wilson, Cullen, and Zach Aston Reese with Sprong rotating the defensive pairs pairings were Johnson and Latang, Jumo and Ruido with Alexiak rotating, and oh the Finns, Mata and Ricola. I don't I don't like any of it. I was like on a natural stop and 
I wasn't a fan of Simone Crosby and Russ, but based on the limited time that they were out um, together last game, they actually did, had a really good Corsi four. So they they were in the offensive zone more and getting off shots more than the the other team. Now I don't know if that's how it's going to consistently be, but um, but I know that Crosby was on a mission. <clears throat> Um, Jonathan Bumboli said after the last game that with, when Crosby was on the ice, the opponents were outscored, were out chance 17 to 2 and outscored oh, 1 to 0. So I'm willing to give that line a, a chance. I don't like Gensel and Crosby not being together, but I understand if they're not working. Which it's so weird because last season everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, we need Gensel needs to be with Crosby." Like, and Sullivan was dying to put Gensel back up with Crosby, but he couldn't because he didn't have any good centers. And now we have a plethora of centers, but now Gensel and Crosby aren't working together. I think it's to help out Sheehan more than anything. It's not like Sid and Jake. <laughs> it's more they're putting um, Jake on Riley's line to like help him out more as yeah. opposed to like splitting up Sid and Jake. I actually don't agree. I think it is because in the past 14 games, Jake only has four goals and um, he should be scoring more. I think I don't I'm not saying this is punishing him, but I think maybe a different quality of competition might help him and then i mean Sheehan isn't like the most offensive so i mean putting kessel on there helps gensel as well because i think it was crazy to move kessel off of um malkin's line when before that was like they were all glued together like haglin malkin and kessel were the constant line and now he's changing it up I think that moving Gensel off Crosby's line is to help Gensel to get more from him because four goals and four games, like, we need Jake to score more. Looking Um, at this lineup, I'm just like, they miss Derek Broussard so much. And what are they going to do next season when he's gone? Can I just say I hate the second line? I don't like it. I don't like Malkin and Hornquist together. I don't think they have much chemistry. I think Malkin and Haglin have chemistry, and I think Haglin and Hornquist have chemistry, but I don't think that Malkin and Hornquist have chemistry. And the stats, because, like, line stats, like, like I would love to just see Malkin and Hornquist just together, but they're rarely together without Haglin, and so... I can't really tell like what they're like how good they are together, but I just don't like them. Can you believe they moved Kessel off of Malkin's line and they didn't even put Sprong there? Like, <laughs> whoa, they're getting ready to trade him. So. I mean, but okay, put him with Malkin and have Sprong score five like five points in three games, and then trade him. I don't, I don't get that. It's gonna have to be a package if they trade him, like yeah. Sprong and Haglin or something. Yeah. I completely agree. So the defensive pairings, I did have like a little star. Dumoulin and Ruido played very well together last game. Like, and <laughs> I don't know if it's because like the Pens as a team played really well together, but that pairing had like a really good Corsi four. Like they were in the offensive zone a lot, and I don't know. I just think it's like Dumoulin is so good, and he like. Is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's just elite. <laughs> like, don't even trigger me, Kelsey, because, like, editing last episode, and it got to the point where we were like, Dublin's just so big and so good. And I just cried again. Like, I teared up. I was like, oh, God, I was editing. I was like, he is. Like, Dublin's like, really good. 
And, like, I've always had a soft spot for Chattery Weedle. Like, I don't know why he's the seventh. I don't know why they don't have faith in him to, like, make him a six. But every time he comes in, he pl- I think he plays well. Um, but him and Dumoulin being paired together is very, very good. And surprisingly, the, the stats on Latang and Johnson were not bad either. Um, and if it works out and we have to split the two, like Dumoulin and Latang, to get the best or the better play out of Johnson, then I don't hate it because then it helps our second pair especially with Schultz out. But one thing I thought was weird was Jamie was rotating when I think Jamie's been pretty good. I'm not sure if it's he's been pretty good offensively and not defensively or if he's just been pretty good all around. But with him rotating in, I really like that Ricola's getting a chance. Yeah, with Mata. Um, Mata and Ricola, I didn't look at the stats for that one. Also, I happy birthday, Ricola. Upsetting. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. Oh, is he 25? Rue Weedle doesn't have his name on the cup. Wait, I thought it did. No? No. Oh, no. He got a day with the cup and a ring, but he didn't get his name on it. Why not? Uh, he spent one-third of the season in the minors, and I guess they didn't have room for him in, like, the pick, the spaces they had he to pick for, from. He for sure played. He, he got a concussion in game four of the conference finals, but he played before that. He played six playoff games. I think they have but to play he, seven. He, he was there for both of them, right? No. He was only he there was for with the, the Sabres last... in 15-16. What? Oh, like, that's know. horrible news. That sucks. I hope he keeps the ring, because that's, like, the only proof. Well, it's not the only proof. He could always show video. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he keeps the ring, though. Oh, that, that really sucks. Do they really need Mario Lemieux's name on there again? Like, Exactly. Come on. Like, we like, know. We know oh, hey, Mario, yeah. you're so selfless. Take your name off the cup and put Ruido's name. Just like scratch it. <laughs> yeah, I'll scratch it <laughs> on myself. Bring me the cup. Oh, that sucks. That's awful. Really... <sighs> See, like, there's so many people that need their name on the cup. Like, I'm not trying to be selfish and spoiled, but, like, I'm being selfless. I'm not asking for my name on the cup. I just want, like, Derek Broussard and Chad Ruido. Oh, Derek Broussard. Yeah. But see, I don't just want Derek Broussard's name on the cup. I want it with the penguin. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. No, that's like the only way it could be on the cup. He's only been on the penguins not even a year, but I feel like we owe him so much. Yeah. So much. So, okay. Rutherford, what did he, was he being shady? What did he say? Um, so, I would okay. say shady. Yeah, I was, <laughs> everyone was, was talking direct. about his comments, his comments, his <laughs> yeah. comments, but no one... No one linked them. On the Penn's radio network, they, like, Josh Gessoff always, like, interviews Rutherford or Sullivan. And I think last week before the uh, Capitals games, it was Rutherford. And the Trib Live, this uh, article by um, Jonathan Bomboli, he said, um, Rutherford's taking his the early season losing streak very seriously. He gave a scathing assessment of his team's recent performance in his bi-weekly radio show that aired Wednesday, um, wondering aloud if roster changes uh, could be required to snap the team out of the four-game or five-game uh, skid. He said, um, has the team been together too long it is always something I watch for. What do you have to what do you have to do to make those changes? The players are doing everything they can to tell me now's the time. And he said he wanted to look to the play the younger players on the team. 
He said, at a young age, guys win Stanley Cups, and a lot of guys go their whole career, and they don't even get close to it. We've got some young guys that won a couple, and then they get bigger contracts, and then they kind of settle in. They forget what got them there. He turned his attention to players in contract years. He said maybe they changed their game. Maybe they think scoring more goals or getting more points is what's going to get them more money so they get away from their game and what their role is. And then he says he's not satisfied with the team's goaltending. He said the two years we won the cup, we were playing at times we were playing at times the way we're playing now. But between Mark Andre Fleury and Matt Murray, we had phenom- we were phenomenal in goal and they were hard to score against. That's not what we're getting now. We're getting inconsistent goaltending. He also said the lack of secondary scoring. He said some guys, it seems like some guys come in on game days and say, just let the top guys do it. Let's sit in Gino and Phil and Latang carry us, and we'll get through the game and move on to the next game. And they forget about the work ethic it takes or forget about the role they're meant to play. Uh, and then he also st- talked about <laughs> Daniel Sprong, and he said, uh, he said the Daniel Sprong situation is not working out as in intended. We hope Sprong would be a top nine. He hasn't jumped ahead of anybody on the right side, so he's playing on the fourth line. It's not ideal. He noted that Monday's call-ups of Zach Aston Reese and Garrett Wilson served to send a message. That was so shady. He did. I feel, said, I feel attacked, and I'm not even Brian Russ. Okay, and he said, <laughs> once they start coming, I don't need to tell anybody anything. Actions are speak louder than words. And then he ended in saying, we have the players that can work through it. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. I wonder if this group has been together too long and if we need to change it up. Uh, that's what I'll watch for here in the next few games. So, Christy, you wanted quotes. You wanted to know what he said. That's what he said. Well, that was before maybe yesterday's he, game, so maybe yeah. he was happier with what he saw? I, don't, I mean, I don't think, I don't know. If none of the um, articles have Can been updated. Can you those, like, scathing words came out of that little old man? Well, you know what? I'm actually, like, I'd rather him be critical than yeah. to say nothing at all. Because, yeah. I mean, before the before the Washington game, I was pissed. I was like, why are we playing so bad? Against Toronto, getting shut out 5-0. to zero. Against the Islanders, getting I swept in a home, home. Like, I was pissed. So, I'm, I mean, with him saying that, like, and here's the thing. I absolutely adore Brian Russ, but I would love for him to score more. I don't know. And then, like, that's his role, though. Like, he was talking about, like, people who are like, getting away from, like, what they do and what they do best. But, like, Brian Russ, that's what he does. Like, he's not – I mean, he can score, but, like, that's not his main thing, I don't think. So we all call him big game Brian Russ. Like, when you yeah. need him to score, like, he's going to come through. And there have been times that last season and the season before that he does that, but I haven't seen him. And I'm not saying that every game is a big game or, but I mean, when the, when we need secondary scoring, Russ like steps up and scores. So, I mean, listen, I love Brian Russ. If he gets traded, then I have no more kids on the team. Oh because my gosh, he was I one of neither does, neither does Sully. Malkin, Kessel, Crosby all have seven goals. Then Gensel, okay, Gensel doesn't have four goals, he has five. Then Hornquist has five, four. Latang and Oleksiak have four. Simone has three. Cullen has one. Haglund has one. Johnson has one. Rust has one. Sheehan has one. Broussard has one. Dumoulin, Mata, Sprong, Ricola, Ruido uh, have one. I have zero. 
And then Zach Efron. Duma doesn't score anyway, so. Duma doesn't score, that's fine. But Sheehan, remember the contract negotiation? Sheehan trying to wait out for some uh, more money. Okay, dude, you need to start scoring. I feel like, I feel like um, with Riley Sheehan, though, like, when he was in Detroit, it took him until the last game of the season to score a goal. So, like, I wouldn't. No, but- like, I agree with what he's saying. Like, I feel like he can't make a move before Brass or Schultz is not going to be back for, like, 10 years. But until, like, at least Broussard is back. I wouldn't be mad if he tried to find another backup goalie. Yeah. either. I don't know, Chrissy. I don't, like, I don't agree. I I don't think it's a problem that he's, like, calling people out. Like, Sheehan, okay, last, okay, when he was in Detroit, he didn't, he didn't score a lot. But Detroit is completely different than Pittsburgh. And, like, one of the biggest adjustments from that he made from Detroit is that he had to play less in Pittsburgh. So the fact that, like, he's played more. Like, he's played at, like, the third line center. Like, he's played that amount of time. Like, it doesn't – it's not that he has to work up to it because, see, that's what he was doing in Detroit. And he had to adjust where in Pittsburgh. So, like, I don't – I don't see that as like an excuse, and I don't. I don't know if I. I didn't know that Chan was hurt, but I still expect more from him. He was scoring like at a good pace last season. Remember, everyone wanted him to be the third line yeah. center instead of Derek Brassard. So like, uh-uh. I'm sorry, dude. You almost tried to kick Derek Brassard out of the team. Now he's hurt, and you have your third line center, and you <laughs> want to not score? Like, no thanks. I actually didn't mind that <laughs> article. I'm a demon. No, no, no. Like I don't. He's not telling any lies. But yeah. I just feel like he you can't really assess the team as a whole when they're not when not everyone is there and not everyone is playing where they where they normally play. That's probably just me being like sentimental because I miss Derek Broussard so much. But yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. I, I think that's fair, but I also think that like when do, when is the team gonna be ready? When is the team gonna actually be? The team's never gonna be how it was meant to be in the beginning of the season because Schultz is hurt. And, like, we don't know. I mean, Derek Broussard just started skating on his own today. He's not with the team. He just started skating, which is good news. But it's, like, people get hurt. Teams go down. Like, you still have to, like, it's still, it's Rutherford's job to, like, still assess the team. You can't be like, oh, well, we we lost 10 games in a row. But, like, Schultz will be back. Like, once Schultz is back, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's like, no, dude, we might, we might be out of a playoff spot by then. I also think he's just, like, talking shit right now because what yeah. can he do? The Penguins are at the cap, like, they're right on the cap. Who are you going to move? You have to move someone, like, of substance. Like, you have to move a Haglin or a Broussard or a... Like, Not because can- if you retain salary, like... Um, Ottawa is retaining salary on him, so he's not even, he's like barely a cap hit. Yeah, I mean, he's like three million right now, but I'm saying like to, to actually move, you need to move like a Oli Mata, no. a Carl Hagelin. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at, I'm just thinking of Tyson. No, I know, I know. Because like you need to move at least four million, three to four million to get a player that will add to this team. Because there's no, like, we don't have, or in my opinion, Sullivan won't play the Wilkes-Barre Scranton kids that he doesn't like. 
Yeah, so, like, that's another thing that I don't like. What he was saying was fair. Like, I don't want to be like, how dare he say that? But, like, how can you say that, like, Braun hasn't jumped anyone? He hasn't even really been given a chance. Like, I feel like Braun is so under a microscope in Pittsburgh that legit, if he farts on the ice, he sits. Like, he can't, <laughs> he can't do anything. <laughs> Like you were saying, they don't play him with Malkin. They play him with Cullen, which Cullen is great, but Cullen is not, like, offensive. Cullen is not going to get him to scoring goals. And he, like, he's just not being given a chance. And especially now when the, all the lines are, like, in limbo, why not put him with someone who's not Cullen? Like, he's been attached to Cullen's hip since the season started. So, like, why not just put him with Malkin for a shift or two? Which I appreciate, like, Rutherford mentioning. Like, it's better than them being like, oh, this is fine. Like, no, he sees that it's not fine and, like, yeah. something needs to change. Yeah, I definitely agree I with that. I hope Murray gets it together. Like, I really, really do. I really, really do. Like, I, I can't look at this myth one more time. Like, I can't like, do it. I'm gonna, I want to choke myself for saying this. But when he talks about goaltending, I'm like, yes, we don't, we need like better goaltending. And I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, Casey Smith, like you're trash. No, but here. it's Matt. But it's Matt, and that's what kills me. And it's like, some days he's so good, and then some days he's just not that good. I don't want to put that all on him because the defense is not good. Like, but, but I wasn't like completely terrified when DeSmith was in that during the Washington game, even though. They played real better. They played good defensively in front of him. But, like, sometimes when Murray plays, I just get so nervous. And I don't know if it's just because I want him to do well and I'm nervous that he's not. And then people are going to just, like, I'm going to have to see that on my timeline. People yeah, screaming about him. But classic Pittsburgh to still have goalie drama. Yeah. Like, yeah. why? Like, it's his, over. His, what if he does? His leash is, like, way shorter now. Yeah, like which I actually like. It's crazy because like when uh, Flurry was here, I was like campaigning for Murray's leash to be shorter because I wanted to be as short as Flurry's was, and now it actually is. And Dismissed has a longer leash. It seems like, and I'm like, no, you're yeah, because like remember that game where it was like eight seven against the Caps, and then the Caps um they switched goalies, and the Penguins they they kept like they stayed with Murray and Net. And like they would never do that now because yeah. they don't, they don't have faith in him to like stop goals. And also the Penguins can't score; like they're not yeah. scoring. And I'm like wondering, okay, when Rick Tockett left, did we under like appreciate his relationship with Mike Sullivan? Like because sometimes some of the moves Sullivan makes, I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and like the first year, last year, everyone was like, Rick Tockett sucks as a coach, and now Arizona's doing like a lot better. Like, granted, they got better, like, they got better over the offseason. But, I mean, they play, like, a really good defensive game, and their PK is really good, and was Rick Tockett the key all along? Like, do we pick the wrong people? Like, we got Matt Cullen back, and and we got Mark Recchi, but we really needed um, Rick Tockett and Chris Kunitz? Well, I don't like Mark Recchi. I don't like him as an assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to bring that up. And you, in my head, I was like, Kelsey don't doesn't like, I was saying Jacques Martin in my head, but I was looking, I was seeing Mark Recchi's yeah. face. I don't know why I got their names mixed, mixed up. 
Please explain why you hate him. Like, you can just see him. He's so well, round. Okay. My real beef with him goes way, way back to when he was playing with Sid. And he would, like, tell the officials to, like, give Sid penalties and stuff. When, Wait, like, Sid, what? Sid was, like, Sid was a brat when he was, like, young. He still kind of is sometimes, but, like... Yeah. He'd be, like, mouthing off, He's a Leo. and Recky would be, like, just, like, give him an unsportsmanlike or yeah. something. And it's, like, just leave him alone. He's, like, 18. Why? To like, get him chill. to calm down? And, oh, I just never liked him. I didn't like him as a player. He wasn't very good. Hall of Famer, Mark Recky, whatever. He wasn't very good. Now, as an assistant coach, some of the decisions I see are just, like, like, sometimes it'll be time for a line change. And they will go, like, not a second later. And even if it means, like turning over the puck in the neutral zone or the defensive zone or, like, whatever. And it's just, like, stay out there for the few extra seconds, go to the line change when you get a second. And it's just, like, I know that it's Mark Recchi, and I hate it, and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> What's he in charge of? Because no, I know no. Mar- Jack Mar- does the... Uh, Martin does the uh, PK... It looks like Sully's in charge of the power play. So, like, yeah. what's the Zeki? What's he doing? Besides I guess he's changes? supposed to be, like, the new Kessel Whisperer or whatever. I, that's always so weird to me. Actually, like, maybe maybe we should hire, hire Joel Quenville, assistant coach. Because <laughs> I like... Like, I, we give him shit, but I actually like Sully as, like, a coach. I think he's a pretty good coach. Like, we could do worse. Yeah, I don't want him to be fine. Yeah, no, I definitely think that we... So, I, that's, I didn't know that story about Mark Ricky. I actually like that he did that with Sid. Because, like, you can't be a yeah. brat always. And you can't be a brat and be the Like, I get what he was trying to do, he but was I was just like... Like, I mean, if he would have did that to Gino, I don't like... <laughs> but it was Sid, so I'm like... Who's the F? Yeah. But I think that Mark Ricky does absolutely nothing. Like, sometimes when you look at him and you... Or he's, like, asked a question, he just, like, looks at you and he's just like, um... You know? And, <laughs> like, I'm just like, what are you doing? like... They like walk around with their phone in their hand, like like making it look like they're looking at emails and making it look like they're super super busy when they're just walking up and down yeah. the hallway, not doing anything. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't I don't have anything to say with Mark Recky. I don't even I in my mind I don't think he does anything. But I think that Sullivan, he just has too much control, and now it's like he's just like running wild with all his control, and it's like what are you doing, bud? And he's like, what do you mean? And it's like look at the power play. What is this? Like, why is Jack Johnson on the top unit? What is this? Explain this to me. So, I was creeping on Jesse Marshall's Twitter, and he was talking to, he was talking to um, Rob Rossi, and Rob Rossi also brought up another point, which I think Christy will hate, but um, he's saying how there's a, there's been, that he thinks that there's a disconnect between the GM and the coach. And we're, we kind of started to see it last season when with the addition of Ryan Reeves. Now, Sullivan has always been the type of coach that says, just play. Don't worry about the, the don't worry about anything. Like if someone does something wrong, the league, the refs, they'll handle it. We aren't the type of team that fights. What does Jim Rutherford do after the Pens won the cup? They, he gets a fourth line grinder slash fighter. Um, who does not fit in the system. The second one I think everyone's saying is Jack Johnson. Now, Sid and um, Rutherford both have connections with Jack Johnson. Mike Sullivan does not. You can tell me all day until you until you run out of breath that Jack Johnson is a great skater and good defensively. That is not 
what Pittsburgh hockey is, is not <laughs> being good defensively. <laughs> it's being a fast skater, being a fast thinker, and being offensively driven. And then, these, these now these are just my points that I'm thinking of. Wait, which one would be the one that I would hate? Oh, I'm not going to say that one. Oh, um, wait, no, I want to know. It's, but it's not, it's not about this topic right now. Oh. So, Daniel Sprong. Last season, uh, GM, JR, was like, Sprong's going to get a shot. Sprong's going to get a shot. Like, we're banking on him being a top nine player, blah, blah, blah. And when he was brought up, when the team, when the Penguins couldn't score, he got called up. And Sullivan, in my opinion, did not seem happy. He was kind of like, well, Daniel's a good, he's a good, he's a goal scorer. He's, you know, he scores goals, but, you know, we need him to play this way. We need to play that, him him to play another way, whatever. And Sprong really didn't get that much of a shot. He played one game with Crosby and then scored all those goals. Or, like, I think he got scored two goals or got two, two assists and a goal. And then that was really it. And then he got sent down. And then he didn't come back up again. And so I don't think that Sullivan was as high as on Sprong as um, Rutherford was. And then this uh, coming into the season, I I think Sullivan really made his mind up that Sprong's not going to be in his top nine. And to get Sprong to be in the top nine, like he needed to wow, which he didn't. It seems like there's starting to be a disconnect. I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you have you guys been seeing this? Is this just me making it up in my head? No, but um, it makes sense in that they're not playing Sprong in like the role that um, people thought he would be played in. Mm-hmm. But he's on a one way contract, so we can't even send him down. I can see that it's like little things like here and there, like with um, people that are being added to the roster. Because, like, Rustin, Sherry, and Jake, to an extent, like, they all went through college, mm-hmm. and they're all, like, they're all not touted to be, like, super offensive guys, and Sprong is, so maybe he's just, like, not used to, uh, like, developing that kind of player. Connor and Rust are, and Rusty are kind of just, like, plug-in they're like plug-in guys that you could put them anywhere and then they could kind of just do what they have to do and sprung i think in order for him to be effective he needs to be in like top nine minutes whereas like cheery and russ like you play them with sid and they just kind of have to like be there whereas sprung needs to play a specific kind of game in order for him to be effective and I don't think Sully knows what to do with that. I, and I think that's so crazy. Like, we say that, like, oh, well, Sprung's not, like, he's not producing, like, Sherry and Russ did. Well, I mean, Sherry and Russ played with Crosby and Malkin. Yeah. Like, like, those were their centers. And then when Sherry got moved off of um, Crosby's line, he got traded. So you sit here, and and I love Matt Cullen to death. I am, this is not slander. But you bring Sprung up and you have him play with Matt Cullen. <laughs> and you that's not that's not generational talent. Not. I think I think they want they want him to be like cheery and rust where you kinda just yeah, put him, him Yeah, like you kinda just plug him in on these lines and then just play penguins hockey. And it's just like honest, what like, the what the fuck does that mean to Daniel yeah. Sprung? Like he doesn't know and like 
he is not that type of player. Like he he plays a certain way. Like like I don't agree. I don't think that Shiri's a plug and play type player. Shiri only had success when he was with um Crosby and he had a, and he was starting to gain success when he was with Broussard. Russ is the only player that you can plug in in my opinion any like any line and him still be productive. Like not produce, but him not sink the line. Like he's still adding because he's good defensively. Okay. Um, or he's just so fast that he's good defensively. Like he can make up for the mistakes and stuff. It's just unfair to me the the treatment of Strong and the fact that okay. I know nobody wants to hear this. Sprung's only 21, and everyone keeps saying, like, if we traded, if we trade away Sprung, we traded away um, Kapanen, we trade away Derek Pouliot, why, like, Kapanen's not really a part of it, but Sprung and Pouliot, why is it that these offensive or, like, highly touted, I guess Sprung's not highly touted, but I mean, with being a goal scorer, why is it that they don't work out here? Why is that? Like what? Like when I start questioning the our our development system, everyone say, "Well, you know, Rust and Shiri and um, Kunakle," and it's like Shiri's traded, Kunakle is in the AHL, and Rust just got called out by the GM. So again, I'm gonna ask our development system, what is going on there? Why isn't it? Why is it that Sprong can't get a chance? Why is it that? He's not giving a sh- he's not been being given a shot. You can sit there and say, well, he's not demanding one. He needs to work for it. The time that he's been given, he hasn't had to play or he hasn't sh- uh, like wowed everybody. Okay. Yeah, Let's it's just, just like, like put Jake put Jake on Cullen's line and see like how productive he's gonna be. I, like it's just not like it's just not conducive to him being. They didn't try anything. It was fourth line or no line. And and, and that that accidental shift with Malkin, that shift was like me as a shark just getting a little taste of blood. And now I'm searching for it. Like, I want it. Give it to me. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's killing me. It's killing me. One thing that I forgot to mention earlier, but that this conversation just kind of reminded me of is that Although I'm glad that Rutherford sees that there's change that has to be made, I don't trust him to make the right changes. Yes. That's it, a really good question. <laughs> during the season, he's pretty good at making trades. It's just during the off season, it's like he has too much time to think, and he he just he doesn't he know what to do with himself. Yeah. Not sentimental, but he gets well, he Jack Johnson, he got sentimental. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, okay. So this is what I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say this because I'm. I'm not trying to get attacked. Please don't attack me. It's not me. So on that oh. thread, <laughs> Rob Rossi said, and we all know take everything with a grain of salt with Rob Rossi because what that. did he like, say? I, I'm like <laughs> bracing myself. So he was saying that. Hold on. Should I read it word for word or should I just like oh um, read it like, word for word not, for the full like, impact? This is how you know that. Listener, this is how you know that Christy and Kelsey have me on mute, even in the group chat, because I sent them this and they. I read it. I was talking to you about it. <laughs> Christy, how does that work? That's how you know that. Not if I'm about to be like a cop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, no. no. <laughs> they were talking about uh, GMJR's uh, comments and they were saying that 71, 87, 80, 81 and 58 are not untouchables um, Eric Bauer 
Bowser or whatever said he'd look for Mata, Russ, Sheehan, Sprong, Broussard when healthy, and Haglin to be traded. And then Rob Rossi said, who would want Broussard? <laughs> and he was saying, Bowser was saying, I hope this trade, his trade value isn't that bad. Some GM has to think that him being placed back at the 2C role would be better than what he what happened here, although he has looked completely lost here, which just baffles me. Robbie, Rossi said, poor fit from day one. He is not a 3C or a top six, six winger. Presuming he could be, was just folly, was a bad trade. GM tried moving him this summer and couldn't. They had 16 months to replace Benino. It's time that they did. And he was saying, I think we'll see a minor deal or two, like Sheehan or Russ. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Okay, they stopped talking about Broussard. But once I read that, I went on my Twitter and did a poll and did I asked Penguins fans, like, you know, I thought the Broussard trade was good. I thought it was a home run because of Derek Broussard. Yeah. And then I fell in love with him. Really but awesome. everyone said that, like, it was like 83% said that the Broussard trade was a good trade. And then well, there was one other thing. So, okay. So with what Rob Rossi said, do you guys think the Broussard trade was, like, I mean, think about it. Really, truly think about it. Do you think it was a good or bad trade? I'll go first. Oh, good, good. You ready? I I can't be, like, objective about this. Okay. I think it's a win because I'm just so happy that I know who Derek Broussard is and I know him as, like, a player and a person and, like, a player on my favorite team. But I think that – I don't think we can really judge it because he's been hurt a lot. Yeah. I know I hate when people are like, oh, he's so like he's so injury prone, blah blah blah, because this is just like bad luck. Like he's not normally this injury prone, but like I really, we really don't know how the team looks. People or always, I feel like every time someone is traded to the Penguins, that's when all of a sudden they become injury yeah, prone. Absolutely. Justin Schultz lost his tooth like two days after being a Penguin. <laughs> so sweet, but it makes him more sweet. Yeah, he's sweeter with that that loss. Healthy, <laughs> the Broussard trade. Um, I agree with you that I don't think that we've seen the best of Derek Broussard because he's been injured. I see how people could look at it as a bit of a failed experiment, but I think that on the whole, because like remember just earlier this season when it was Broussard, Rust, and Sheehan maybe, and Simone, Simone, Simone. And they were just like shutting it down. Oh, yeah. yes. And there's been parts line. of the season where Broussard is like a point, again, like a point, like racking up the points. I think he's very quiet. So yes, like I, he's not flashy. Yeah. Um, like Sid or Gino. And here. Yeah. Yeah. He, like the fact that it's Sid, Gino, and Kessel, it's like, come on, man. Like yeah, you're yeah. not going to surprise us. And there was a time, but Sullivan took Simone off of Broussard's wing to play with Sid. That they, I mean, it's just if if he got the consistency that Sid got, Derek, I think Derek Broussard, we'd see a lot more yeah. from him. His line would be a lot like better. Like the second someone starts playing well on a different line, they it, they put him up with Sid, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, let's, you gotta go. Because it's like, I mean, I get that that's your first line, and you have to, you want it to be the best of the best, but like. If your second line's going and your third line's going, and you're and and Sid is doing his job and like negating the the other team's top line, that's a good that's night. Good. That's good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then your your fourth line is like taking good defensive draws and like you know getting it out of the 
um, defensive end, and then so that you're changing, you're doing a line change, and your offensive lines can come out. I think that's good, but that is absolutely not how Sullivan okay. is. Bringing it back to Dare Broussard. Have you guys? <laughs> I honestly do not even ever remember hearing about him on the Senators. I like everyone was like, "Oh my God, Derek Broussard, the pl- Mr. Playoffs!" Like he's always torched the Penguins in the playoffs, but the Penguins always win. And they were like him in New York, and I was like, "What?" And they're like him in Ottawa, and I was like, "I remember that series." I, but I, I remember. I remember when he got traded for um, Mika Zibanejad. It's crazy to me that like teams that I don't like, I genuinely oh, have no idea what's going on. Like when Chrissy asked me to name the Rangers player, oh, I was can like, we do that? No, can we do like, like, can we do another round? I have, yeah, I'm like good to, at it. I have to redeem myself. Are we do- done with the Penguins? Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey. Tomorrow night they play the um, Arizona Coyotes, and I think it's beatable. I think the team is beatable. Obviously, that doesn't mean the but, Penguins are going to be the ones to do it. <laughs> yeah, but I just I'm just nervous with. If when the Penguins get on the power play, because Arizona has scored nine shorthanded goals. Oh right. Yeah. So Michael Gravner blocked me on Twitter because I called yeah. him racist. Oh. I mean, didn't he like uh, like <gasps> xenophobic? Oh, we stuff? didn't talk about the Habs. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the Habs. Oh, God, they're all. Oh, these awful teams are awful, and that's a that's a fact. So. <laughs> Today, the Montreal Canadiens um, liked a tweet from Donald Trump that he tweeted out yesterday, and it was like, to any of the pundits or talking heads that do not give us proper credit for these great midterm elections, just remember two two words, fake news. And the Montreal Canadiens liked it. And so um, someone was like, uh, Chris Curtis was like, which aspects of Trump do the Canadians like most? Uh, and then um, the Canadians replied, and they said, easy, Christopher. A member of the staff made an accidental thumb slip while scrolling through Twitter on their mobile. Trust, we tend not to wade into the U.S. politics in between posting hockey highlights. And um, that was really it. The, the guy that uh, added them that they replied to it was like, oh, okay, thanks. But like, so why was Trump on your newsfeed? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, they probably follow like a thousand people and like those people probably follow. Like it can happen. So they po- okay, so funny. the Montreal Canadiens follow 141 I'm really people. surprised at how long it took them to make a statement or like even just to unlike it. I'm surprised that they actually made a statement and didn't just unlike it. I mean, but like it can happen, I guess. Like, and look, do they the follow Max they... Domi on Twitter? Because oh, that's he probably okay, retweeted yeah, yeah. it onto their. <laughs> yeah, let me actually see if God, Max Domi because they're like they okay, so they follow all of the teams, obviously, and players. I'm pretty sure they do because like he's like, pretty like active on Twitter, I think. Um, no, believe- surprisingly, I, I don't see the light. Oh, so, yeah, no, it wasn't Max Domi. I don't know where. Or maybe, yeah, I don't see it in his likes or his retweets, so I'm not sure. There's probably another uh, xenophobic racist on that team. Or maybe the staffer's just like, hey, I like, why not? But, like, it's just so <laughs> fitting that, like, this happened to the Canadians. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> trash teams get exposed as trash. But okay. Do you want to play the game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I okay. I wanna I wanna pick Christie's. I wanna see. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Christy. <laughs> see what teams we have in this league. Let's see. Can you name nine Vancouver Canucks? Okay. Uh Nielsen, Markstrom, uh Patterson, Ritanen, Horvat, Besser, uh what's his name? Uh, Erickson, Pouliot, and, um, oh, uh, Roussel. Ah, uh, okay. All right, all right. Damn it. Skank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelsey, can you? Oh, no. Can you name nine uh, Washington Washington Capitals? Oh, yeah, I think okay. yeah, 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 oh. no, no, no. Okay, no, I, I'm changing it. Nine, <laughs> nine Canadians. Oh, okay, Carrie Price. Shea Weber. Does he count? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. still on the roster. Um, Max oh, Domi. I forgot. I forgot him that quick. <laughs> Gallagher. Yeah. Um. Nope. That's not him. I got four. I don't like to think about them. Placanic. Yeah. That counts. That, that counts. Yeah. Yeah. Formerly Galchenyuk. Oh, there's no one that used to play for oh, the. Oh yeah, yeah, the backup. Oh Niemi, yeah. I like Nancy Niemi a lot. And then one just got a uh, contract extension. Starts with a P. What? Girl, what are you saying? His name starts with a P. <laughs> oh, there's Jamie, and then there's his. <gasps> oh, oh. Shoot, yes. Jordy, okay, Jordy Ben. Good. good. Um, um, he's really, I can't believe you guys don't know this one. He's, um, who else is on the Canadians? There's one that oh, plays P- just Oh, Parisi? Is who? Par- okay, <laughs> no. <never mind. laughs> he just got traded. He was traded for Max Pacioretty. He played oh, for. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then Can there's. Put it on fish. <laughs> <laughs> you it with fish sticks. Yeah, you can toss to Qatar. And then um, he used to play for the Lightning. Is French. Danielle thinks he looks like a mouse. <gasps> oh my god! No, he looks like an idiot. <laughs> always okay. He's always put up against Gino's line. He, he never okay. scores, but he's always has the puck. He kissed. They traded, they traded him for Della Rose. Who? Oh, he kissed Nathan McKinnon. He kissed Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> he was on Nathan McKinnon's junior team. Was drafted in that same draft. He played for Tampa. Played for Tampa. Requested a trade. Didn't get one. I don't, okay. I don't okay, know. Maybe our clues are bad. Um, <laughs> no, they're good. I just wait, don't what, know anything. Um, wait, what is his name? Jonathan Drouin. Yeah. And Paul Byron yeah. is the guy who starts with a P who was signed. He was oh. for four years. Paul Byron, he's really good. I wanted him to be our third line center. <laughs> So, and then I'm, Noah, whatchamacallit, he's one of the new... Oh, so right, like, and they have, have, like, they have, like, the rookie... Yeah, yeah it's, Coke, like, Coke and Yemi. Yeah, Coke. Oh, my gosh, Coke and... Oh, it's oh. I can't believe I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chelsea, you really okay. are bad um, at this <laughs> She knows players, but she just forgets them. Yeah. It's the pressure. Oh, okay. Now, Chelsea, you do, do, um, do you do one for Danielle? Um, will you do the stars? Please? Ooh, the stars. stars at night shine so bright, <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas. We, we literally um, just Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. Um, uh, what's that guy's the Russian's name? Oh, Gino's best friend. What's his name? Such as an R. Oh, Alexander Radulov. And then there is. Is it Hiskinen? Heiskinen? 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 He's like the defenseman, right? Yeah. And then there is Ben Bishop. And then there is Corey Lekkinen. Is he still with them? Lekkinen? He's on the Habs. Oh. There you go, Kelsey. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Corey Lekkinen? Corey Lekkinen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's still on there. Am I at five? You had six. Okay. I had six. I and then, um, uh, where's the Swedish defenseman's name? Oh. Uh, I can see his face and his blue crystal eyes. <laughs> um, starts with like a K or something. Oh, Valna yeah. Shishkin? He's back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not your I know, I know. Uh, um, John Klingberg. Yeah. And John Klingberg. I'm thinking of. I don't even know what I was thinking of. Um, and what's that? Eight. That's eight. One more. Oh, um, did I ever say Spitz? Jason Spezza? Oh, you did not. There you go. So that's nine. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I was gonna be terrified that you say the L.A. Kings. And oh my god! Like, oh, I don't know. Can don't know. anyone name nine kings? <laughs> I just thought Drew Downey and I Drew Downey, Ante Kopitar, Dustin Brown, Quick, John Quick, Campbell is their backup goalie, and then right. uh, Tyler, yeah, Tyler Toffoli, Tanner uh, Pearson. I didn't know him. Jeff Carter. I keep wanting to say Mike Richards, but he's not. He hasn't been on the team in like years. That's all I know. Oh, Kempe, Kempe. Oh yeah. How many is that? Oh no, I wasn't keeping count. I wasn't counting. I think that's fine. I think so too. So that concludes this episode. Uh, (laughs) Where's my stick? Feel free to follow us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick and leave any and all feedback. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.